You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay authenticity guarantee and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head turning handbag, a watch that says it all. Jewelry that makes you feel like the gem. Sneakers and streetwear so fresh, every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is checked by experts. With eBay authenticity guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Boricua is the name for someone from Puerto Rico, but it's more than a name. It's a way of life and representation of the vibrant spirit of the island. Let the Boricua spirit welcome you with a warm embrace to start each day and remind you why you travel in the first place. In Puerto Rico, you can forget where you came from and embrace where you are. With nearly 300 beaches and 300 miles of coastline, there's always new places to explore. The island's diverse geography offers everything from secluded coves with white sand and crystalline water to stunning black sand beaches. There are spots that are perfect for water sports. You can surf, snorkel, paddleboard, or go diving. To travel to Puerto Rico, there is no passport required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. Learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com. What's up? This is your boy, Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Hell, I suck at dating. With Dean Unglert and Jared Haven, an iHeartRadio podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome to a brand new episode of Help I Suck at Dating. I am Jared Haven. Dean Unglert is not with us this week. He is still Somewhere in the world, I think backpacking in the Middle East. Hopefully, he is safe and sound, still without cell service. So, uh, we'll get an update hopefully next week from him and see how everything is going. In the meantime, we have a great episode coming up for you. You know her from the Bachelor franchise. She was on Matt James' season. It is Sarah Trot. Sarah, how are you? I am so good. Thanks for having me. Oh my God, of course. Thanks for coming on. So Sarah, everybody knows you from the Bachelor franchise, obviously, because uh, most people who listen to this are Bachelor fans. So tell us a little bit about uh, what's been happening in your life after the show. Wow. Oh my gosh. So much has happened. I feel like that was so long ago, but also not long ago at the same time. Well, it was I weird. Mean, you guys filmed that... Uh... Wait, okay. So Matt was... the f- Was that the first season, like, post-pandemic or like in the middle of the pandemic? It was during. So we were at uh, Nima Colon Woodland Resort in Pennsylvania. And that was height of the pandemic, COVID testing, craziness. I can't believe they even pulled that off. It was amazing. Nemi Colon, that looked gorgeous though, man. And so you guys filmed, was it late 2020? Like November, December? Yeah. Yeah, late 2020. That is crazy. That does feel like 5 million years ago, how far we've come. We've come so far. We really have. <laughs> um, so you were on Matt J- James season and um, you left to be with your father who was going through battling a disease. Um, I believe he has since passed and I wanted to say I'm so sorry for your loss. Um, Thank you. You, But um, but yeah, so tell us, you know, what, what was... So we last saw you on Matt James season. So once again, what's been going on in your life? Yeah. I mean, I feel like people know me from that season as having like a really dramatic exit, which it was. Uh, 
And it was really hard to be there, honestly. Uh, you know, had the full support of my family to go on the show and was really excited about it. But just decided that it it really wasn't for me at that time in my life. And so since leaving the show, spent a ton of time with my family, helping my dad and my mom, uh, you know, with his care, caregiving, and uh, just really quality, precious time that you can't get back. And so honestly, have no regrets. And ALS is a brutal disease. I don't know if anyone is familiar with it, but it's a neurological disease where basically your brain is totally fine. It's unlike dementia or Parkinson's where you lose cognitive ability, but uh, with ALS, your brain is totally fine, but your body just stops listening to you, you know, not being able to eat or walk or talk. And so I was really grateful to use, you know, my time on the show as a way to open people's eyes and hearts to ALS. And since then have gotten really involved with ALS organizations, nonprofits. um, And then my dad passed in October of last year. And that was really difficult. That was a whole other chapter, you know, navigating grief and loss. And now here I am, I work with caregiving.com and I do a lot of digital marketing on social media. I've been doing some traveling. I'm in a new relationship. So I just feel like wow, two years, so much has happened since the show. And obviously, we're a dating podcast. I want to talk about your new relationship. I saw some pictures on the old (laughs) gram. I'm here for it. Let's do it. Um, But I did want to talk about ALS because it is uh, a crazy, crazy disease. Um, Do we know, because I'm I'm sure you've done a little research, do we know what causes ALS, if anything? Um, I feel like I don't know much about it. Yeah, it's genetic or random. So it's very rare. It typically impacts men over the age of 50, but people as young as, you know, in their late 20s, early 30s can get it. Uh, You first kind of realize like some tingling in your limbs or maybe some difficulty speaking. And then there goes a bunch of troubleshooting. What could this be? Is this just, you know, a knee injury? You know, am I having a stroke? Is this dementia? What's Mm -hmm. happening? And um, yeah, so sometimes it runs in people's families, genetic genetic wise, or just totally random. And in my dad's case, we had no family history of ALS. It was really random. And I had heard about ALS through the ice bucket challenge, which kind of put the disease on the map where everyone was like dumping the ice on them, the viral challenge. Oh yeah, I did that. Oh yeah. Okay, cool. So, so that kind of put it on the map. And then And then I never thought it would impact my family. You know, that was before my dad was diagnosed. I thought that was a really cool challenge, but again, didn't really educate myself on what the disease really was and what that looks like when it impacts a family. And I was 19 in college when my dad was diagnosed and your whole worldview just completely shifts Mm. at that point when you realize, oh my gosh, I'm only 19. My dad is relatively young and he was just diagnosed with a terminal illness of two to five years lifespan, it really changes your worldview. Yeah, I can only imagine. I can only compare it to some sort of cancer diagnosis. Um, That's intense. Well, I'm sorry that you had to go through that. Um, But I'm also very happy that you're in a new relationship. Uh, So before we get into your new relationship, obviously, you know, the past couple of years have been 
you know, a little up and down for you. I think a lot of people were wondering if you were going to make a stop down in Bachelor in Paradise. Were there ever talks about that? Were you ever interested in going there? Yeah, at the time, there were talks about Bachelor in Paradise. There were even talks about Bachelorette after my season, which was really exciting. But I just thought about how difficult the process was for me being away from my family. And during that time, my dad was still alive and I wanted to spend as much time with him as possible. And so I think the timing just wasn't right, you know, to be away from family. And that's the kind of thing that I realized you really have to be all in, you know, ready to go, ready to commit to something like that. And I just felt like it wasn't the right time, but looks like it was a lot of fun for the people who went. So, Well, especially Bachelorette, because if you were the Bachelorette, I mean, you know, Paradise is one thing. You can go down there for however long you might only be down there for a week and or two weeks and even that's a long time in bachelor in paradise world <clears throat> and then you can come back and it doesn't mean that you're engaged or in a relationship you can kind of go and see what happens but bachelorette i mean there's an expectation that you'll be engaged by the time the show ends plus you'll be away for about three months filming and you'll have all these commitments prior to and after show that um yeah i mean your life would have been really paused for just that for six months and i'm sure that would have been um pretty much impossible for the situation you were in. Um, Yeah. That was the time when uh, they had two bachelorettes again, Katie and Michelle. And so I think timing wise, it just didn't make sense. But the idea of getting engaged at the end was never anything that I would, you know, shy away from. I feel like I've always been like with that mindset in relationships and mm -hmm. having a serious kind of, I don't know, tone to it. Yeah, of course. That would have been fun, but I'm really happy. I think honestly, everything has led me in the direction where I am now as I look back and have had time to reflect. I mean, it's been so long, but I just think about how all these crazy things happened. And if one of them didn't happen, I could have been in a totally different situation and probably not in the relationship I'm in now, which is so amazing. And I feel so lucky. So let's talk about that relationship a little bit. How long? So what's his name? How long have you been dating? What's his social security number? So all the details, all the, all the juicy deeds, his name is William. Uh, he, we met back in December and have officially been dating since like early spring, I would say. So it was pretty quick. Like right when we met each other, we kind of knew we would date and, um, it's just been so much fun. We've had, Lots of fun travels together. Uh, he's from Sonoma, like Napa Valley, mm-hmm. North Cal- NorCal area. Loves wine, loves traveling, like great family values, super smart, super funny. I feel like I'm always laughing. He's a huge goofball and it's just been great. So, does he go by William? So, his friends call him Will. This is a good question, but I call him William because I just feel like it's more. I don't know. His family calls him William. People who are close to him call him that. I love the name William. I, uh, people, I'm i going to get hate for this. I don't <laughs> like the name Bill. Or Liam. Liam? William, Liam, if you spell it out. That's how Liam. I never knew that. I didn't know that. Is Liam Hensworth Liam or William? I, maybe his full name is William. That would be crazy. I never, because I know that William, yeah, I guess Liam does come from William. Because obviously you have Will you have Bill, you have William, and now Liam, which makes Willie. sense. Willie? No, Willie. No, 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 no. Nobody's calling him Willie. That's uh, definitely not me. No, <laughs> that is off the table. And you will nix that. Uh, 
Yeah, I, I, Bill, uh, I have a buddy that's Bill, uh, who I work with, but, uh, you know, he's older. I'm like, yeah, you're just a Bill, you know, that's, but I like, hey, I actually Carol. like Will. I do like Will. I like okay. Will and I like William. So if he goes by either one of those, that's great. Cause when I think of Will, I think of Will Turner, which is Orlando Bloom's character from Pirates of the Caribbean. I'm a huge oh, movie nerd. Okay, okay. So I'm like, oh, Will, William Turner, Will. Like, I can get down with that. Bill, though, I don't know. But I love the fact that it goes by William because I love that name so much. Oh, good. Well, I'll pass that along. Oh, yeah, <laughs> uh, please do. So how did you two meet? So we met at um, a cooking class in Italy, in Tuscany, in the rolling hills of Tuscany. Holy shit, this is a romance novel. I'm totally kidding. We met on a dating app. <laughs> oh, okay. I was like, oh, my God, that's awesome. Hey, Meeting on a dating app is just as awesome, you know, because people need to work towards what they want, which is what you want love in a relationship and let go of how it comes to be like you two, the universe brought you two together. Right? Like, why is there this pressure? Sometimes at the beginning of our relationship, we felt so weird telling people we met on Raya. And I'm like, you know what? That's how so many people meet. Who has time to meet in person? And I feel like a lot of the people I would meet face to face in bars would be really creepy or just not my type. And so... Honestly, I'm a big fan of online dating. It really. So are we idea. here at Help I Suck at Dating. We're big fans of it. So uh, how long? Because online dating, I feel like a lot of people, um, it's a tricky world to navigate because I feel like a lot of people reach out to this podcast and say, I'm online dating and I talk to so many people and I never actually go on dates because I just end up talking, talking. And neither one of us actually asks each other on a date. We just end up texting back and forth and then it kind of fades away. So was he, was William pretty forward? Did he like, you guys have a little conversation and then he was the one who's like, Hey, let's meet up. Let's plan something. Yeah. He was like, good for William. Totally opposite of boy vibes. Like I feel like the people that have difficulty with online dating have a high tolerance for boys and I have zero tolerance for that. Yeah. F boy so, Island. Get it. Keep him <laughs> on the Island. Yeah. No way. I can't deal with it. So we had really good you know, chat like within the app. And after a few messages, uh, he, you know, was like, you know, I really hate using this app. I feel like, you know, we have a lot in common. You seem really sophisticated. That word like got me. I was like, oh, sh like that's really okay. Thank you. And, uh, and then he was like, I would love to, to chat with you. And I actually had COVID at the time when we started messaging. So our first date was not until like weeks after we matched on the app. So he sent me two bottles of wine to my friend's house where I was quarantining. And our first date was a Zoom date, which could have gone like either way, like terrible or really mm -hmm. good. And it was like an hour and a half and it was just easy conversation and it was great. So he sent you two bottles of wine to have a glass of wine while on the Zoom date. Yes. Isn't that Ooh, great? He's got game. He knows what I he's know. doing. William. He really he does. does. I'm like blushing thinking about it. I was like floored. I'm like, oh my gosh, he sent a white and a red. And the red was a Chianti, which just happens to be my favorite red wine. His mom is a sommelier. So he knows all about wine being from, you know, Sonoma, Napa area. Mm -hmm. So he he really killed it with a wine game. Good for William. Damn, I like this guy a lot. He's got game. I know. Let's do a double date. I feel like, you know, we would all hit it off. <laughs> I would love nothing more. Where do you live, by the way? I'm currently in San Diego, but I am moving back to LA uh, in October. I kind of took a little hiatus from LA just because that city can be a lot sometimes. And yeah. I've been traveling all summer. So 
I just put my things in storage and kind of have been living the nomad life, but we'll be officially moving back to like Santa Monica area. In oh, I love San Diego so much. I almost want to tell you not to go. Um, Cause I'm not a big LA fan either. Like no offense. Yeah. yeah. LA can just, it's just not my vibe. You know, I'm an East coast guy wearing the Red Sox hat. Like I'm just such a townie at heart that LA was just not my vibe at all. But San Diego is damn beautiful. Well, um, my dad, my dad was an East coast guy and he, got moved out to San Diego. So I'm from San Diego, mm-hmm. born and raised. But my dad was so tired of shoveling snow. He came to San Diego. He was like, people actually live here. So he was totally an East Coast guy. All my dad's side of the family is on the East Coast. And that's where the Red Sox, you know, fandom comes from our side. But yeah. Totally. Totally. So you guys have been dating for a few months now. So he lives in Napa. You're in San Diego and you're moving to L.A., and does he still live in Napa? Have you guys been doing long distance? No, no. He lives in LA. Um, he lives in LA with his identical twin brother. And funny enough, they actually, I think, went through casting for The Bachelorette at some point. They were in talks like years ago when they were younger, but they're identical twins. So they've been on like the Ellen DeGeneres show and they've done like funny what? TV stuff because they're just like cute, identical twins. And how crazy would that be if The Bachelorette had two identical twins? Uh, yeah, I mean, they've had a couple. Obviously, they had the twins, Emily and Haley. I haven't seen a single episode of Bachelor since the one I left, episode three of Matt James season. Oh, wow. Just, so did you watch before you went on? A little bit here and there when I was a lot younger, like JoJo. And I just, I don't know, way back when I was in middle school. And then uh-huh. I was kind of shocked to see how much the show had changed since when I remember it as a kid. And then I would watch like a few episodes here and there with girlfriends in college, but I was never a super fan or anything like that. Got it. Yeah. I mean, I love the show. I support the show. Um, I just love the show. Uh, they're so good to us. And, and, and um, anywho. Uh, totally, totally. Yeah. What was I going to say? Oh, uh, and so our producer, Hannah says, yes, Joey and Justin Young were identical twins. I think they left night one though. Um, but now I'm Googling identical twins, Ellen show, William. And I'm trying <laughs> to see if I can find this freaking guy. Sonoma identical twins. Here we go. I got him. That's, oh that's, my God. That's, that's him, so right? funny. <laughs> that's Which one is William with the glasses or without the glasses? On the glasses. My cute little nerd. <laughs> oh, he's very good looking. They're, well, they both are obviously. They're identical twins. So how did they end up on different. the... How did they end up on the Ellen show? They did like Ellen's <clears throat> crazy games or something like game of games or something. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's so they freaking cool. Really cool. Yeah. Um. So I, uh, you, di- so you guys haven't done the long distance. So you're both in, I mean, cause San Diego is like an hour. Well, I guess it's two hours south. So it's a little bit of long distance. Do you end up going to LA a lot more? Or does he come down to San Diego? Yeah. And we're traveling all the time, but my, what I do for work pretty much is always in LA and then he comes down here. I go up there, but it has only been probably like six or eight weeks of distance. So I was up in LA prior to the summer and then have been down here. So it really hasn't been too long, but I feel like every weekend we're, we're doing something fun. We're traveling, doing fun dates, making an effort to see each other. And so it really hasn't been too hard. So Yeah. And I think with long distance, we always talk about on this podcast, you have to have some sort of plan to, 
geographically be closer to each other. So it's nice that you guys, even though two hours isn't super long distance, I mean, it is, you're not going to see each other during the week. You'll just, it's not like you'd be like, Hey, let's get dinner tonight. It's like, well, I won't see you till this weekend. Um, But it's nice that you're moving back to LA because we always say that if you're going to do long distance, you have to have some sort of plan to actually be close to each other. So it just, it's not like you can do long distance and be like, Oh, okay. Whenever we, decide to move together is when we decide to move together. And it's like, well, you know, it's going to be two years. Is it going to be six months? Like, you know, where is this going type thing? So it's good that you're moving to Los Angeles to be closer to him. Um, yeah. And moving back, you know, not home, but where you used to live. Yeah. Um, and so, so have, uh, has William ever played like a prank on you to, uh, first of all, what's his twin brother's name? Victor. So has Victor ever like messed with you and like so- sat in on a date? And then see how long it would take for you to notice that it wasn't William. So I could tell them apart actually right when I met them. I, they do look different enough. I mean, I have some identical twins that are friends from childhood. My two girlfriends that people still can't really tell them apart if they don't know them that well, which is crazy. But now as they're older, especially for my boyfriend and his brother, they look different. But there was this one time they were picking me up in the car. We were going to go to a comedy show. And I couldn't see like who was driving because it was dark. And so William turns around and I like hop in the back seat and he goes like, Hey babe, like it's Vic and like leans in to give a, give me a kiss. And then I was like, what? And I like totally moved back. And then he was like, just like fucking with you. It's William. Obviously. So he, I know. I'm like, what? I think. They really haven't done too much, though. But everybody asks, dating an identical twin, you must, you know, confuse them or like also have a crush on his brother. And his brother has a girlfriend, and they're actually pretty different and look different to me. So there's no confusion, thankfully. Yeah. Well, I'm sure, of course, like you said, you can notice differences between the two of them. Plus, I'm sure their personalities are wildly different. They are. Yeah, they, they are different. But they're also best friends and... They just have like so many jokes. Sometimes it's like third wheeling the two of them because they just have been so close since birth, you know? Oh, of course. Yeah. Uh, so are, is Victor in LA too? Yes, he's in oh, LA. Okay. He he lives, William and Victor live together. And then speaking of long distance, Victor's girlfriend lives in Miami. Oh, and shit. they are doing, they've been doing long distance for a year and will be doing long distance for another year. But her plan is to move back to LA or move She's from Florida, so to LA. Oh, okay. So at least they have a plan because long distance is hard, especially when you're 3,000 miles away like that. Yeah, it's very tough for them. Yeah. Can't imagine. Um, well, Sarah, it was so good catching up with you. Uh, we do have some hot topics to get into. I have some dating terms that I want to talk about and ask you if you can define them or if you have any idea what they mean. And also, I wanted to talk about Sylvester Stallone. He's getting a divorce. It's very sad. Rocky himself, after 25 years of marriage, he's splitting from Jennifer Flavin. I think that's how you're saying the name. Uh, before we get into those hot topics, so let's take a quick break. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem, sneakers and streetwear so fresh, well, every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things you love are checked by experts, but not just any experts, specialized experts. 
Real people who love this stuff with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Everyone knows how much Dean and I love to travel, especially after enduring a Colorado winter. I'll take any chance I can to be in a sunny, beachy place right about now. Well, Kaylin, I have the perfect place we can travel to next. In Puerto Rico, there are nearly 300 beaches and 300 miles of coastline. And when it comes to photography, the landscape is unbeatable. I think I need to go there for a relaxing vacation before baby number two comes, which is great, but also I'm very nervous. Puerto Rico offers everything from secluded coves with white sand and crystalline water to beautiful black sand beaches. There's no passport required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. Learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com. You deserve a moment to yourself every single day. And a delicious bite of a Keebler Sandies can give you that comforting pause. Celebrate the end of your workday with the melt-in-your-mouth magic of a Keebler Sandies. This magic is baked into simple shortbread cookies by Ernie and the Keebler Elves. So as another busy Wednesday flies by, make the most of your me moment. Take a pause and enjoy a Keebler Sandies. All right, welcome back to Help I Suck at Dating. Uh, I have Sarah here. And, uh, you know, we used to do dating term of the week. Like we would do a dating term and I would have Dean try to define it for me. You know, it started off. You have all these dating terms like ghosting or um, what else are there? Oh, benching was another one. Do you ever hear this? No. What is that? It's like you you have a bench. So it's like it's somebody who can't just date one person. It's like they have to have a lineup. They have to have a bench oh. of people ready to go because God forbid if one doesn't work out, they'll have the other one. But these are 2022 dating terms uh, that probably everybody should be on the uh, the upbeat about. So the first one, Sarah, I'm going to ask if you uh, if you can try to even guess what these possibly mean. Um so this one is called the hater. It's spelled H E Y dash T E R. The hater. What do you think the hater is in dating terms? I feel like like a, a shitty texter, like someone who's just like, "Hey, sup, babe," and then there's no substance to it. Uh, it pretty much is. So this is if you tried online dating, which we talked about before. There's always been that one match that just texts you, "Hey," and then that's it. <laughs> Have you ever gone that? Actually, someone from a Bachelor Nation, I can't say who, but uh, was a hey texter. And I literally was like, uh, this isn't going to work. Oh, my God. Okay, hold on. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. We're not going to say the name. What happens? All right. I won't. <laughs> it, I can't. I can't wrap this person out. But no, of course not. Hater. Okay, so there is somebody from Bachelor Nation who is a hater. And. Mm-hmm. I got to be honest, the first person, uh, uh, this poor guy, he always gets like thrown <laughs> under the bus. 
and it's not and he's happy in a relationship and i'm happy for him and he's a really good guy but uh the first person i thought of was blake hortzman no okay perfect okay perfect i think this guy might be in a relationship too now so okay it worked out for someone somebody like the hater uh oh that's (laughs) good to know well i'm gonna have to ask after we're off uh mike who this person is but yes if you're out there and you are a hater meaning you're someone who just texts or dm someone hey with nothing else like what are you doing what are you doing what do you think's gonna happen you think a girl's gonna look at that and be like oh my god he messaged me hey future husband material look at that wow future husband material like will knows what's going on he taught he said you were sophisticated (laughs) he sent you bottles of wine i'm sure so do you remember the first message william sent you i could pull it up it's on raya but yeah not to blow william's spot anymore it wasn't a hey that's the point i'm making no let's see what it was let me i can find it um I'm sure some sort of question because William seems to know what he's doing. Because the problem is a lot of times in text, people will uh, reach out and not have anything to respond with. Like if you say, hey, what am I supposed to respond with? Hi, and then that's it. No, it's always like we always say here that the best way, especially if you DM someone on Instagram, is to respond to one of their stories because that really starts the conversation. Like if they have a dog in there mm-hmm. that reminds you of another dog. I don't know why that came to mind, but something, you know, to really like, oh, that's so awesome. Like, that's so cool. You're there. Or I always wanted to go there. Or, oh, this looks beautiful. Like, I don't know, anything. Wait, I remember what he messaged me. It was super random. It wasn't even that great either, but he said... Have you ever watched Succession, which is a show? <laughs> I, I know like, Succession. That was so random. And then I think I responded, no, I haven't. It reminds me too much of my own family because obviously it's near my family. And I was like trying to come up with some witty random response. Yep. And then he goes, yeah, same thing. Like, that's why I can't watch the Kardashians. And then, you know, then the banter just started. It was just like so sarcastic and witty. And then right off the bat, it was like, okay, this guy's humor matches mine. It, so. That's actually great because you could have, when you responded saying it, respond, it reminds me too much of my family, he could have easily not have gotten it and been like, oh my God, this 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 woman's family is crazy. I don't even want to go near this. <laughs> right. But he, him responding was saying, yeah, that's why I can't watch the Kardashians. That's so good. He has so much like swag. I'm like, where did he get this from? Yeah, but, a lot of people whatever. don't pick up on a humor through messaging because uh, they take it too literally. So that's pretty good. Good job, William. Again, you guys just are made for each other. Do you imagine though, like my life, like succession, helicopters and, you know, who has that life? So glad he caught that humor. Uh, not too many people. I'll tell you that not much. Not too many people. Groundhogging. Groundhogging. We may have talked about it on this podcast before, but what do you think groundhogging means? Okay, so I'm thinking like a groundhog, does it come out only once a year? Like not every, oh, wait, I think I'm onto this. You're not, but it's, you. the reason I smiled because I was like, oh, that's actually pretty smart. But unfortunately, they went into a different direction. I feel like, oh, wait, doesn't a groundhog decide whether it's still winter or spring? So it's kind of like up to them. I don't know. I have no idea. No, no, no. You're right. And it, it, it's the groundhog comes out once a year and he tells you if winter's going to last six weeks longer or if spring's going to come six weeks sooner. But right. the problem is if you ever seen the movie Groundhog Day. Yes. 
Bill Murray lives the same day over and over and over again. And that's what they were kind of going with this definition. So groundhogging is the idea that people are going for the same type of person over and over and over again while expecting different results. And unfortunately, I have so many friends and family members that do this, not even go after the same person, but like do the same thing over and over and over again. Like I have a friend that is definitely a relationship jumper. I don't even know if that's a term, but I'm just making it up right now where she'll always be in a relationship and she's like, I need to be single. I need to be single. I need to be single. But yet she breaks up with someone and then immediately is like, oh, I met this guy and I'm kind of in love. And I'm like, you're insane. It's no. not going to end well. <laughs> oh, that's tough. But OK, that's actually a really clever definition. That makes sense. And everyone knows a groundhogger, unfortunately, like whether it's someone who jumps into relationships or that one friend that just like always falls for the douchebags you know it's like come on can't you see the signs he's the hater and a groundhogger <laughs> i know and it's so bad and you don't want to be the friend to be like oh i uh, i don't like this person because then you're like pinning them against this person and then they get defensive and then they have to choose and it's like oh jesus but like you just know you, i've seen you date this person before this same exact person not same exact but like the type, type. of personality and it's like, come on, you know, it's not going to end well. No, I can change them. <laughs> They'll change for me. No. I know, it's always so Never bad. Uh, this one I've always enjoyed too, orbiting. We haven't talked about this. What do you think orbiting could potentially mean in the dating sphere? Hmm. Maybe like somebody who's afraid to like get out of their ways. I feel like an orbit is like constantly <laughs> in its own rotation. So maybe someone's stuck in their ways or somebody who's like kind of on the outside but doesn't want to jump in, like test the waters. I don't know. Uh, you're on the right track with the second in terms of like somebody who's always orbiting. So obviously, you know that, uh, you know, like the moon orbits around the earth, but never comes in contact with the earth. Right. And I think that's okay. the definition they were going for. Because, you know, they, the definition is, have you been ghosted by that person, but they still view your Instagram stories and your tweets? That is orbiting. So orbiting is someone who's ghosted you but still, for some reason, is watching your Instagram stories or liking your your pictures or following you. I I've had yeah. I've had this before happen to me, and it's crazy where people are just like they cut things off, but then they'll randomly like two weeks later respond to an Instagram story or like something, and it's like, mm -mm -mm. what the hell's going on here? What the no, hell's going on? Boy, mm -mm. we can't we can't deal with that. Nope. No, oh. that is, I, I think everyone's had an orbiter or it's the weirdest thing is when somebody unfollows you like after a breakup or, you know, you guys maybe like went on a few dates and it just didn't really work out and they unfollow you and then you see that they view your stuff and it's like the first one that comes up sometimes and it's like, so you're like coming back lurking. This is kind of weird. I know they're always just there. Those orbits, those bastards. Uh, and the last one I'll ask you, pocketing. Pocketing. I don't think this is a term we've ever talked about on the podcast. What do you think pocketing could be? I don't know. Okay. My my first thought is like you put something in your pocket, you're saving it for later. Um, you're nodding. Yeah. I mean, you're right on the right track. So this is when someone you're dating keeps you hidden by not introducing you to family, friends, or not posting you on social media. Um, so, you know, People go through this all the time. We were talking about it last week on the podcast with Becca Tilly. 
that social media has become such a big part of our lives that it's almost awkward when you don't post about your significant other on Instagram because you, I'm sure you have friends in your own life and I have friends in my own life who are like, oh, I don't post anything on social media or I don't post about like my girlfriends. Like, I don't give a shit. But then you find out that the other person who's not being posted about feels insecure because they're like in the back of their mind thinking, are they hiding something? Like, is there a reason why they're not posting right. me? Is there a reason why they're not bringing me around all their friends? Yeah, I think that's a major red flag. I think also I feel like pocketing the modern day soft launch of boyfriends, like their hand is just right there next to the bottle of wine. And so you know that they're dating someone, but you don't know who. And I would say like the exception of this would be like McKenna from The Bachelor, because I remember she was saying like her boyfriend doesn't you know feel comfortable yet or social media is kind of not his thing, but they're very much together. I feel like that's a different example but you can definitely see when people are apprehensive. But then I guess on the other side of that, dating culture puts so much emphasis on social media. There's definitely a lot of pressure there to appear that your relationship looks a certain way or that takes it to the next level. And I I guess I can see both sides of it. But. Yeah, I mean, it is tough because when you post on social media, then of course people are asking about your relationship or when the next step, especially if you come for the Bachelor franchise, I'm sure you, Sarah, as soon as you posted about William, you know, now that you've posted a few times, you guys have been together, people are probably asking you about when you're going to get engaged. Do you guys want to get married? Do you think he's the one? All of which I'd love for you to answer on this podcast uh, because I am very curious about that right after we take this quick break. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem, sneakers and streetwear so fresh, well, every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things you love are checked by experts, but not just any experts, specialized experts. Real people who love this stuff with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Everyone knows how much Dean and I love to travel, especially after enduring a Colorado winter. I'll take any chance I can to be in a sunny, beachy place right about now. Well, Kaylin, I have the perfect place we can travel to next. In Puerto Rico, there are nearly 300 beaches and 300 miles of coastline, and when it comes to photography, the landscape is unbeatable. I think I need to go there for a relaxing vacation before baby number two comes, which is great, but also I'm very nervous. Puerto Rico offers everything from secluded coves with white sand and crystalline water to beautiful black sand beaches. There's no passport required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. Learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com. You deserve a moment to yourself every single day. And a delicious bite of a Keebler Sandies can give you that comforting pause. 
Celebrate the end of your workday with the melt-in-your-mouth magic of a Keebler Sandies. This magic is baked into simple shortbread cookies by Ernie and the Keebler Elves. So as another busy Wednesday flies by, make the most of your me moment. Take a pause and enjoy a Keebler Sandies. All right, welcome back to Help I Suck at Dating. Of course, I asked Sarah right beforehand and teased the fact. So do you think William's the one? Come on now. Oh, I'm in the hot seat. Um, It's very early in our relationship still, but there's a lot of potential for sure. Have you guys said the L word? Yeah, yeah, we have. We were, um, he said it first, actually. Uh, we were at this really cute tiki bar in San Diego. I forget what it's called, but if anyone is visiting San Diego, you have to go there. And it just kind of like spilled out. It was really cute. It just spilled out. So he just blurted it out and was like, uh, I love you. No, come on. If you know anything about him, he's better with his words than that. You know, he's it was what were we talking about? There were definitely a lot of uh, cocktails that night, which probably helped with liquid courage. Yeah, of course. Obviously. Yeah, that was if, well, probably kind of like quick into the relationship, honestly. So. Yeah, how long? So you guys met in December, and then you said you started dating early spring. So I would imagine like right around March. Yeah. And then I when did that. he drop this L bomb on you? Probably, gosh, it was like mid April, I would say. So you guys only been together for about a month and a half, probably. Yeah, and I, I mean, I was like, wow, but. It was really sweet. I don't did, know. Did you have any reservations? Did you know that when he told you you were in love with him as well? Yeah, I feel like I knew. And it's just kind of that feeling. And I think it also evolves and grows too, because you have that initial like infatuation and you're mm -hmm. so excited about this new relationship. And I look back to that point and like we said, I love you. But now months later into the relationship and it's still relatively new, but we've had so many more experiences together. We've had so many fun experiences. We've had like little, like tough times, like any relationship or just growing pains, I guess, mm -hmm. like learning as you learn more about someone and you just evolve. And I think that love word evolves from when you originally say it. And it means more and more as time evolves. Oh, a thousand percent. We always say that love evolves over time. Like the love that I have for Ashley is different than it was when we first got together. Um, and that doesn't mean it's a bad thing. I think it's a good thing. It's just changed. Like love definitely changes over the years, especially now that we have kids and responsibilities. And um, the love that I have for Ashley is different now. Uh, it's more of, um, I guess, a dependency, so to speak. Um, like I just, you know, it's... She's your it, person. Yeah, yeah, she's just like, I am truly half of a whole now. And that's what that love means to me. You know, we always say like, oh, you're half of a whole. But I got to be honest, I, you know, even though I would say those things in the beginning, they would be somewhat untruthful because I loved her so much. But, you know, we were just starting our relationship now, you know, building a life with her and having her so be so ingrained in my own life. And then now having Dawson and now this is our nucleus. This is our family. Like, it's truly, I am truly half of a whole, even more so because I've, I love Dawson so much, you know, that there's like this love bond between us. Um, it's crazy. So it's, it's, it's cool. 
side note, you guys are awesome. Oh, love seeing all of your content and Dawson. It's just you guys are absolutely killing it. So, well, Sarah, thank you so much. That means the world to us. Um, yeah, it's like we're just keeping our head above water right now. So we opened a business and had a kid and and did a lot over the past six months, and it's great. And moved, you know, Ashley moved to Rhode Island for me, which has been a big step. Um, and a little bit hard for her, because, uh, you know, with Dawson, Dawson is wonderful and he's the best and we love him so much, but he's definitely a handful. You know, he's not the type of baby that you can just put down in, in, in his like little playpen and be like, oh, are you good for the next 30 minutes? Great. It's like you put him down <laughs> and you walk away and he's like, ah, and it's like, bro, I just need to do laundry and dishes. Give me five minutes. I swear to God. But, um. <laughs> But he's the best, you know, like he wakes up in the morning and even though he's up every two hours, he's going through this sleep regression. Like he wakes up in the morning and he's up with you and he just like looks at you and smiles and you're like, oh, Jesus oh. Christ. Like, of course, it's you're the best. It. Yeah, it is all <laughs> worth it. He's the best and worst thing that's ever happened to us. Oh, it'll be over soon. Those That phase, yeah, it probably feels crazy. But from what I've heard, then, you know, it gets easier. It does get easier, but it's tough because there is this guilt factor that Ashley and I definitely feel anytime we talk about how difficult it is and how much strain it puts on our relationship because we just become, you know, more short towards each other and defensive. And, you know, where I, I think one of the best parts of our relationship is the fact that we can really be self-aware and, and just talk through things and realize like, oh, I'm not mad at you. I'm just, you know, tired, you know, and, and we can yeah. really understand where one, you know, we're coming from. Um but it's been uh it, it's crazy because he you know he is a lot and uh you know i always feel bad i'm i'm working a lot at audrey's so she's taking care of dawson most of the time and then when i'm home i'm i'm taking care of dawson because i want her to be able to either sleep or get things done around the house and also i mean she works full time she has two podcasts and she does a ton of with social media and <clears throat> and uh so it's you know she's always working so but uh well thank you for saying that it means a lot and uh i appreciate it what do you guys do? I'm like curious now for a date night, if you guys need to reset, because I feel like so much of your day to day probably is like work and the practical stuff to take care of your son. But for you guys, what's like your a date night that's feasible as new parents? Uh, so we, when was the last time, Ashley? Ashley and I went to dinner, just the two like of a us. A year and a half ago. A year and a half ago. <laughs> no, it was probably, it was probably a month ago. So it was probably about a month ago. Um, and then every other time after that, when's the last time her and I went on? It is, it is a problem. You know, there's it, it, you know, when we, ha when you have kids and every parent goes through this, you just put your relationship on the back burner and you kind of just power through and, and make sure that, you know, your kids being taken care of and, and, you know, the, you have to work and we both have to work and, and get things done to make sure that we're making money and keeping a roof over our head. What also didn't help was that we've moved twice in the past six months. We bought a house in in West Greenwich, Rhode Island, which is like 35 minutes from my work and um, from our from our shop. And um, it was just not feasible. It was uh, she was alone all the time. It was really in the middle of nowhere. She felt super isolated. She was not happy there. And we knew this about two months in that we probably made a mistake because then it was taking me about 45 minutes to get to work. And that was, you know, back and forth pretty much every day, an hour and a half commute where I could be home an hour and a half more. Yeah. So we bit the bullet. So we, cause we moved in late, late December, you know, when she was fully nine months pregnant. And then 
you know, got the house pretty much ready. And then once the house was ready by like early March, we were like, I think we made a mistake and we need to move closer to the shop and more of like in a neighborhood area where we could walk, like literally our, our driveway and the entire road was not paved yet. It was all gravel. So we couldn't even take Dawson on walks because it was like, just like, well, you know, bumping over with the stroller. And so we ended up moving again. Uh, we just got into this house about three weeks ago. So we're still going through the, you know, the pains of moving and making sure that everything is like, there's just nothing settled. There's boxes everywhere, clothes everywhere. It's just like, whatever, especially with Dawson, you know, we just throw the toys in the living room and just like, it's just a constant mess. <laughs> figure it out. Go play over there. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Just like trying to figure it out. So we have to make sure that he's, you know, fully engaged and entertained and getting tired and th- so to speak. Um, but, um, so it's it's been it's been you know stressful with that, but I think I think things will get better, and and we we really have to focus. You know, we're talking to nannies and babysitters and trying to get you know as much help as possible so we can go on dates. Um, you know, because her family's in Northern Virginia and they come visit. You know, every you probably once a month or so, which is really nice. But um, <clears throat> yeah, so uh, that's a lot. You guys have a lot happening, but. Yeah, a lot happening. It's all good things. And I think the best thing is even in times of stress when we're just like tired or exhausted or just annoyed, um, you know, we really have a strong foundation, which is great. And we're able to just kind of relax and and not, you know, not let, uh, uh, you know, uh, a molehill turn into a mountain. I think that's one of the best things about our relationship is that we, we never really like, it never escalates to the point where we're like fighting. It's always like, we're just like, well, why didn't you do that? Or like, well, why didn't this get done? And it's like, and then, you know, we kind of all take a breath and we're like, well, I know why that didn't get done because you're busy. I'm busy. You know, Dawson's taking a lot. Audrey's is taking a lot. And we just need to just power through and we'll be okay. So I think the last date yeah. night for that long story was about a month ago. We went to one of my favorite places in East Greenwich, um, which is a town like 15 minutes from here. And uh, we got to go on more dates. It's tough. But we're we're talking to a nanny right now. I think she's coming over tomorrow to have an interview, which is great. And hopefully she's here about three days a week. And we're, So that will give us an opportunity to get a babysitter at night, which will be yeah. really helpful like once or, you know, even just once a week. So we can just go and do it, even if we didn't want to go on a date. Like literally just go grocery shopping, you know, without Dawson. I love him hey. to death, but it makes all the difference, you know? <laughs> Love a good grocery shopping date. I mean, if you can have fun in the grocery store, I think that's like a good testament to your relationship. Like even the small things, the day to day, if you're just, I don't know, having fun with that person, I feel like that's. Oh, I love it. You guys have a great foundation. And, And also what you were saying too, about not turning something small into something bigger and like having that kind of patience and taking a step back and just. Yeah, you guys have a solid foundation. No one's worried about you two. Oh, <laughs> you well, thanks, gonna... Sarah. I appreciate it. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem, sneakers and streetwear so fresh, Well, every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things you love are checked by experts, but not just any experts, specialized experts. Real people who love this stuff with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. 
That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Everyone knows how much Dean and I love to travel, especially after enduring a Colorado winter. I'll take any chance I can to be in a sunny, beachy place right about now. Well, Kaylin, I have the perfect place we can travel to next. In Puerto Rico, there are nearly 300 beaches and 300 miles of coastline. And when it comes to photography, the landscape is unbeatable. I think I need to go there for a relaxing vacation before baby number two comes, which is great. But also, I'm very nervous. Puerto Rico offers everything from secluded coves with white sand and crystalline water to beautiful black sand beaches. There's no passport required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. Learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com. You deserve a moment to yourself every single day. And a delicious bite of a Keebler Sandies can give you that comforting pause. Celebrate the end of your workday with the melt-in-your-mouth magic of a Keebler Sandies. This magic is baked into simple shortbread cookies by Ernie and the Keebler Elves. So as another busy Wednesday flies by, make the most of your me moment. Take a pause and enjoy a Keebler Sandies. I actually thought about this the other day. I went into Walmart a couple of weeks ago and it was like the super size Walmart where they have everything. And I was like, I could be here for seven hours and enjoy every minute of those seven hours. I'm such a loser. But Ashley and I, like, I, I want to go shopping with Ashley because we just like, we never go to the grocery store and it's just fun. Yeah. I don't know. It's so stupid to say, but it is like the small things, I guess. Anywho. Dates at Walmart. Dates at Walmart. It's not where you are. It's who you're with, even if you're at Walmart. Oh, okay. yeah. Because I would love to go grocery <laughs> shopping and also buy like the random like, oh, look at this little technological piece that we could put in next to our TV. We should totally get this. Yeah, it'll be fun. Anywho. Um well, before we wrap up, we do have uh, one more dating hot topic that I wanted to get into. Um, and that is Sylvester Stallone uh, is getting a divorce, which is quite sad. So I'm a huge Rocky fan. Always have been. Always will be. Uh, and uh, he is getting a divorce from his wife of 25 years, Jennifer Flavin. I think I'm uh, pronouncing that correctly. But uh, last week, earlier this week, excuse me, uh, they announced that they are going their separate ways after 25 years of marriage, um, which is quite sad. Sylvester Stallone posted a picture of his dog, uh, Buckus, which is the same name that he gave his dog in Rocky, which is pretty cool. He also got a tattoo of his dog on his arm, uh, which feels like maybe he's just kind of like masking the sadness right now. Uh, mm -hmm. But they they said, quote, while we're no longer be married, I will always cherish the more than 30-year relationship that we shared and both committed to their daughters. Um, so my question to you, Sarah, is after 25 years of marriage and being together 36 years, you know, I guess maybe because we're... it's it's. I guess it's hard for me to imagine a time where I've been with someone for 36 years and it would be like, okay, now's the time. Now's the time to call it quits. I don't know. What do you think? Every relationship is different, but I feel like that is hard to wrap our heads around that you could be with someone longer than you've been alive. You know, at a certain point, like if you get married at 
I don't know, 25 and you... You're together for 30 years. You've been together more than you're, you've been an individual. Yeah, I don't know. I think there must be a big reason. And I feel like something like that is a long time coming. That's not like a snap decision. You wake up one morning, we've been together for 35 years. It's over. There must have been a lot happening behind the scenes. And I feel like with Bachelor Nation or celebrities, there's always so much more that we don't know about that we may never know about. And I think just giving couples their space and their peace to say what they want to say and not say what they want to say is really important. Yeah. And it's kind of the opposite because we had another hot topic from uh, Love is Blind, the very popular uh, Netflix show where Danielle Rule and Nick Thomas Thompson, excuse me, are getting divorced after one year of marriage. So these are two contestants that were Love is Blind and they ended up getting engaged and married. Uh, and they just celebrated their one year anniversary actually back in June. But now they announced that after going through some couples therapy and going through some things in their personal lives that they're actually going to get a divorce um, right after their first year of marriage. So it's kind of hard because, you know, on one spectrum, you have someone who's been married for 25 years who's getting divorced. And then you have someone on the other spectrum of who's been married for a year and getting divorced. So I guess for my own personal experience, it's so hard to like know. So many people are like, oh, when you know, you know, whether they're talking about falling in love or getting a divorce or knowing when it's time to end things or knowing when it's time to get married. I've never really fallen into that. I've never been that guy who's been like, oh, trust me, when you know, you know. I'm like, no, I think sometimes you just have, you know, you 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 take, you make the best decisions in the moment to, to you know, uh, make the best future for yourself and you try to do the right thing and then you know, like even with Ashley, I love Ashley so much and I would never envision my life with anybody else. But it was like, you know, when we first got together, was it like, oh, I know for a hundred percent that this is the only person I'm ever going to spend my life with. I'm like, I, I think so. I definitely think so. And I'm going to work towards that. But I think the idea that it's like, oh, just you're a hundred percent, you a hundred percent know. I don't know. I've never really bought into that. Maybe I'm a cynic. No, I think you're right. There definitely is a leap of faith that you have to take and and choose love and choose commitment because I think nowadays we are constantly on those apps and we see a million options and we always think the next best thing is out there. But I think having those core values and some hard conversations before you get engaged, like really what are your values? What are your thoughts on family, like kids, finances? Those are not fun, sexy things to talk about, you know, but are really important if you want a long-term relationship. So if you're able to to talk about those hard things before, then I think that's going to set you up for success down the line. But I feel like you and Ashley just clicked because you guys share such similar values and and then it makes it easier to say yes to that decision. But there's definitely an element of a leap of faith and a lot of back and forth. Like is this the right is this the right person? But I don't know. Yeah, it's tough. I mean, I think, you know, with Ashley and myself, we we do share a lot of those core values, but we only learn those by honestly, you know, being friends for so long. We could have also dated during that time. I'm not saying we couldn't have, but I think um, we talked about on this podcast many times, like Ashley and I got the opportunity to grow together while also growing as individuals, which if we were dating would would have not been really that practical. Um, but um, 
Yeah, it's it's hard. You know, I it divorce is obviously extremely sad and I feel bad anybody yeah. who has to go through it because it's just it's tough. You make that commitment and you say certain things and you have these intimate moments with this person and then, you know, after a year of marriage, it's like, all right, well, that was over and now it's a new part of our lives. And then even like on the other side, this is the rest of Stallone story. After twenty five years of marriage, it's like, damn, I couldn't even imagine that being married to Ashley for twenty five years and then just being like, All right, well, that was fun. You know, we raised a kid or a couple of kids and now we're together for twenty five years and now I'm in my seventies and now we're just going to go our separate ways and I'm going to be single again. It's like, holy sh**. I feel like he's not going to have any trouble if he f wants to find a rebound. But how do you, oh, how well, do Rocky, you move yeah. on? From, yeah. But I mean, how do you move on from that? There definitely is a process, I think. And it is a little weird. I don't know if you've ever experienced this, but after you know a long-term relationship and you break up and then you start dating again, it's almost like, oh my God, I forgot how to do this. So... Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah. You're back into the world and then you compare everything to that person or that relationship. And it's just, yeah, for a while there is that, um, recovery time. Um, yeah. and I can only imagine after getting a divorce. So I've only been, you know, in relationships where we had to end things and, you know, we just kind of went our separate ways. But now, I mean, Oh my God, when you talk about kids or marriage, there's like the opening a whole nother can of worms. So my best yeah. is with everybody who's uh, going through those tough times right now. But I thought yeah. it was interesting to kind of compare the idea of getting divorced after one year to comparing, you know, getting divorced after 25 years. So I think there's a lot of pressure, though, on people, the young people these days, too, with social media. You see everybody your own age getting engaged and you want that, too. And maybe there's a little feeling of like, oh, maybe this is the one. Let's rush it and not maybe having that time because the rest of your life is a really long time. You want to make sure that person is the one. Oh, but then again, some people have more casual beliefs about marriage and think divorce isn't a bad thing. And it's actually in some cases, maybe a healthier thing to separate than stick together. No, totally. And I can only, you know, especially if you're growing to hate each other and you're just not happy anytime, then of course it's probably time to pull the plug. But yeah, you said something interesting about social media, about how you compare yourself to your friends seeing on social media. I've had friends doing their own personal lives. Like, you know, I've heard a lot of like Ashley's friends who are like, oh, all everybody's getting engaged and having kids. Like, I need that now. And then I've seen them be in relationships with people that I know for a fact that they're not head over heels for, but they just want to be in a relationship because everybody else is. And it's like, that's the most unhealthiest thing you can do. Yeah, when you're living for the validation of others and not so much in it for that person. That's yeah, tough. you're 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 in the relationship with someone or even getting married to someone because you just want to get married rather than wanting to marry that person. That is like if you're in that mindset right now and you're listening to this podcast, get out of that relationship because you're just <laughs> setting yourself up for failure and it's all going to go downhill. I love you all, but I, I that's what I just think is going to happen. Um mic drop. <laughs> mic drop. Yeah, we'll end the podcast on that one. Uh, once again, Sarah, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. We really appreciate it. You will be, uh, I think you're going to hear for uh, Thursday's podcast too, where we do all the uh, phone calls, which is a lot of fun. We used to do emails, but now we do calls. People call in. Let's do it. And, I love uh, it. This yeah, is so fun. Talk about how uh, they're either with someone who's a sucky dater or they are a sucky dater. But my argument would be that we're all sucky daters because uh, just ask my wife. There's a lot of things that I suck at. Um, so Sarah, <laughs> once again, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast. Everybody who's listening, once again, thank you for listening to Help I Suck at Dating. It means the world to us. And everybody who comes into Audrey's, uh, our coffee shop, and tells me that you listen to the podcast, like I can't tell you how much that means to both myself and Dean. Uh, we love it so much. 
So make sure you follow us on Instagram. And if you ever want to call in, you can please email us uh, at iheartmedia.com. Find out how you can call in live on the podcast and talk to us about all your dating problems. But once again, follow us on Instagram. We are at help I suck at dating, where we post everything that's coming up uh, and clips from the podcast as well. So make sure you tune in next week or Thursday, uh, where hopefully we all suck just a little less. Follow Help by Suck at Dating on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. It's time to celebrate Black History Month at the Walmart Black and Unlimited Clock. On Thursday, February 29th from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m., you can celebrate an extra day of Black History Month with Walmart. This event is free and open to the public at two locations, Flatiron Plaza in New York City and Ovation Hollywood in Los Angeles. With giveaways dropping every hour on the hour, it's the perfect time to try, like, and share Black-led products. It's free, it's for everyone, and it's your chance to see how you can level up your daily routine with Black-led products that are creating a new world of choices at Walmart. Trust, you don't want to miss it. Boricua is the name for someone from Puerto Rico, but it's more than a name. It's a way of life and representation of the vibrant spirit of the island. Let the Boricua spirit welcome you with a warm embrace to start each day and remind you why you travel in the first place. In Puerto Rico, you can forget where you came from and embrace where you are. With nearly 300 beaches and 300 miles of coastline, there's always new places to explore. The island's diverse geography offers everything from secluded coves with white sand and crystalline water to stunning black sand beaches. There are spots that are perfect for water sports. You can surf, snorkel, paddleboard, or go diving. To travel to Puerto Rico, there is no passport required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. Learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com. Tired of endless diets and weight loss struggles? It's time to say goodbye to frustration and hello to results. Introducing Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD, your breakthrough solution to fight stubborn body fat. Imagine burning fat, balancing glucose levels, and regulating metabolism in just 12 weeks. This unique two-in-one product combines the power of two clinically studied ingredients in one revolutionary formula. Berberine, which targets abdominal fat, and OEA, which curbs your appetite. With just two capsules a day, Smart Metabolic Burn by BrainMD can kickstart your metabolism, fight stubborn body fat, especially that pesky abdominal fat and support your weight management journey. And right now, save over 30% on Smart Metabolic Burn at GetSmartBurn.com. The lowest price anywhere. That's GetSmartBurn.com. Don't delay. Transform your life with Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Our products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease.